What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome in. It's the Arrowhead Attic Podcast. Matt Verderam is back after a little hiatus. Uh, and thankfully you weren't here, Verderam, for the after show for the Chiefs-Texans game. Now, I, I want to fill you in on what happened uh, about, you know, after that game and, and some, of the, some of the conflict that I had with some of our listeners and some of our wonderful viewers on YouTube here. But before I do, I got to let you know that this podcast is is brought to you by the Kansas City Beer Company, our friends at Casey Beer Co. on Twitter, the absolute best brewery in Kansas City. You see us drinking their beer all the time in our Chiefs victory parties. The only brewery in Kansas City to focus on German beer styles. Uh, it's it's Christmas time, the holiday season. They've got some great beers to keep you warm, if that's yes. your thing. So, so check out our friends at Casey Beer Co. And we'll have a special fun announcement coming about uh, a little bit of a little, little, little thing we did with them when we were in Kansas City. So it's exciting time. All right, now we got that. We got the business out of the way. So Verderam, people took issue with me last week. You were gone, and somebody had to step up to the plate and be outraged at the way that the Chiefs play football. And you know, I was really disappointed. I was first of all, Sterling was fighting me because I called the game a disaster for the Chiefs, and he said it's not a disaster. And people in the chat said it's not a disaster. They won. They just won the AFC West, and people were mad. People were like saying I was annoying, and I want to know why. Because I felt like I was saying a lot of the same same things you would have been saying. One, I'm not as funny, and two, I don't have a New York accent. So let's let whose camp are you on? Team Team Patrick or Team Sterling? Was the game a disaster or was it not? Well, you have to know first of all. I am 100 percent in your camp. Okay, I was catatonic during the fourth quarter of that game, like to the point that I almost wanted them to lose because, like, you know what? Maybe it'll finally sink in. Like you just can't play like absolute crap for three and a half quarters. And then just magically make it happen. Look, I, I get the people who say it's not a disaster. They won the game and nobody got critically hurt. Like, I, I get that. It depends on the lens you look at these games through. If you're just looking at them as just a singular event, Chiefs versus Broncos, it's all that matters. It's all that matters is that game. Same thing for Chiefs Texans. Then sure, they won the game and nobody got hurt. And that's cool, right? Like, I get that. I get that argument. But if you're looking at it like I do, and I know you do mostly, through like, 
this is a Super Bowl caliber team trying to win a Super Bowl, you can't go to overtime against the Houston Texans, okay? Now, look, I will say this, and this was the only thing I regretted about not being on the pod on Sunday because I never talk about the officials, ever. It is a point of mine. I never do it. I never write about them. It's not, I, Carl Cheffers should be brought up on federal charges. That <laughs> game, it got to a point in about the middle of the third quarter. I was watching it with my dad because we had to go to his, his mother's funeral the next day. That's why I wasn't on the podcast. We were watching it and getting to the juncture where we were just after every play waiting for there to be a flag on the field and just wondering, like, okay, is it only five yards? Is it an automatic first down? Like, is it, is it going to somehow be like a mixture of like a clipping and an ejection? What's next? There were so many calls in that game that were insane that I, I can't even get into it because I'll just get annoyed again. But that all said, Carl Cheffers was not the reason the Chiefs had two fumbles. And he's not the reason Harrison Butker just can't kick a field goal anymore. I don't know what's going on. And then Dustin Colquitt on Twitter, of course, has become famous now this week, chimed in. It was like it's Tommy Townsend's fault because he's not holding the ball correctly. Look, I'm here to tell you something right now. I am not a kicking expert. I am not Dustin Colquitt. I am, I am certainly not Tommy Townsend or Harrison Butker. I don't give a shit whose problem it is. Fix it. Like, I would really hope that Dave Tobe and the kicker and the holder know whose fault it is. And if it's the holder, then either fix it or get a new damn holder. Yeah. Like, I, this is incredible. Great. Bring Colquitt back. I mean, seriously. Like, <laughs> just sign him and get rid of the 53rd guy in the roster. I mean, yep. Your job's to hold the damn ball. I don't right. care. Here's yeah. 500 grand. Like, I, you know what? It's not a disaster unto itself, but they have not played well now in a month. The Rams game was whatever. They were okay. They were fine. They were bad in the Bengals game. They were really good for a quarter and a half against Denver and then horrific the rest of the game. The Chiefs-Texas game, the, I would I would posit that if not for Mahomes, they flat-out lose that game. Mahomes is the singular reason they won that football game. And to his credit, Frank Clark, who made a great play in overtime to save their ass. Because I got to tell you, turf. when they punted that ball in overtime, I was like, they're going to lose this game. Yeah. Yeah. Like 100%. And Clark made a great play, gay on the recovery. And, and my God, thank God for Jordan Kennan running in a touchdown because if Butker had lined up for an 18-yard field goal, I would have been having a stroke. So that all said, I'm definitely on your side. And this idea, as we were talking about pregame, like is it or not a Super Bowl or bust season? Guys, when Patrick Mahomes is on the team, every year is a Super Bowl or bust season. Like I get the people who say they're 11-3, and three, they're fine. That's cool. I get it. I totally get it. But if you're just looking at that game to then go forward, no, that game, you can't play like that. Like, And right. by the way, Travis Kelsey and his own podcast, New Heights, he talked about the fact that like, they've got to start putting together complete games, and they're running out of time to do it. It, it, you know, it's not like I wanted to get on here, man, and 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 drink beer and celebrate the Chiefs winning the AFC Championship again. Like that's what I wanted to do. But if look, if you listen to this show to to hear us sugar, like every time any of y'all tell us about why you like the show, it's always because you're like, you guys tell it like it is. You say what's on your mind. You don't care about – you're not – you're fans, but you're not homers. And that's what was happening after that show. As much as I wanted to sit there and talk about, yeah, man, another AFC West championship and make fun of the Chargers and all that stuff, we're – that's not what we get paid to do. And they don't pay us much. So, you know, we get paid to tell you what we think about the Chiefs, and that's why the show is always going to be the way it's going to be. Even if they win, they are not playing well. We're going to tell you about it, and we're going to be frustrated just like you are. Um, doesn't mean we, we want, we want them to lose, but it is what it is. I mean, in this game, 
as we put a bow on Texans. Yes. I mean, Davis Mills, the, the defense did some good things in, in the game. They were getting pressure and, and, and some of those things, but they should have been. And he only averaged five yards of completion. But he had two touchdowns and no interceptions. Yes. He was not sacked in the game. He uh, well, right? he was sacked uh, one time because he ran out of bounds, and they credited Frank Clark with a sack. Got but, it. Yeah, it doesn't right. show up in the, that. Doesn't even show up in the bo- box score. Driscoll was sacked once. Oh, okay. That that's that's correct. Then that's it, it was Driscoll. They they were one sack in the game. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. You know this defense is not good, and it's not good. No. And and the 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 so the problems that like you look at it at a game like that, and you're like. You know, the offense is moving the ball and they're doing a good job, but they can't stop turning it over. So their fatal flaw is they can't stop turning the damn ball over. So you feel like if they don't score every time they get the ball, they're going to lose because if they don't score a touchdown, because the defense can't stop anybody. They cannot stop anybody throwing the football. DK Metcalf is going to have like 300 yards receiving this weekend. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I look forward to the point in the game. And then, and then I'm going to bring this back to square that I'm going to kind of bring everybody off the ledge. <laughs> but before I bring everybody off the ledge, I'm going to push them a half inch closer. I look forward to the portion of this game about the middle of the second quarter when DK Metcalf has like six catches for 90 yards and a touchdown. And all of a sudden, like Steve Spagnuolo's in the sidelines, like, shit, that guy's pretty good. Like, <laughs> right, he, maybe we should do something about it. Double that guy or something. Yeah. That guy, 14, yeah. he's not bad. Pretty big dude. Like, I, I look forward to that portion of this game because God knows it's coming. Okay. Yeah. Um, now, here's where I, I pull everybody back off the ledge in two ways. So, number one is, this kind of reminds me of the 2020 season when they went 14 and one before they lost that meaningless game with all their backups to the Chargers. And uh, Elijah even just kind of said this actually in the in the chat, but it's exactly where I was going to go with this. So they that year, the second half, the first half of the year, they were like one of the best teams in NFL history. The second half of the year, they kept winning, but they were winning these games where like they'd get a lead, then they'd blow the lead, then they would have to hold on for dear life. And I remember at the time being like, they are bored. They are just really like you can see it in them. They're bored as, as all hell. And I got to tell you, I kind of feel that way about them right now. I think they are just like get to the playoffs. I we don't care. We're gonna kill the Texans anyway, which they didn't kill them. They barely beat them. But I think their mind their mindset is like we're gonna win these games. We're gonna win them. They're not gonna be pretty. We're just gonna find a way to win. Let's get let's get to January. Now there's fire with that. Okay. Because when you constantly have that mentality, which I think they do, I don't even know that it's like like necessarily like at the front of their minds. I just think that's like kind of the, like the overall malaise of the team at times. The mentality can 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 bite you in the ass. Like that can be a real problem. Now that being said, I will say this to their credit: they have a history of them getting into the playoffs and absolutely destroying the team in front of them. Like they have done that. They have had games. In fact, that year. They were, they were killing Cleveland before Mahomes got hurt. Then they go and play Buffalo. And Buffalo, for people who don't remember that season, were 13-3 and three and were absolutely rolling. They were the hottest team in football going to Arrowhead, and the Chiefs beat the shit out of them for 60 minutes. Okay? And for my money, the most impressive win they've had in the Mahomes era. They, when they just went in that game and everybody's like, oh, Buffalo's really good, they're going to challenge, and the Chiefs just annihilated them from, from start to finish. That's the question for me. With this Chiefs team, 
they're obviously going to make the playoffs or in the playoffs. They already made it. They're probably going to be a top two seed. They're guaranteed to be a three seed. It's three seed at worst. Does this team continue to make the errors that we've seen in the postseason? Or is this the Chiefs team that gets in the playoffs and even if they got to play in the wild card and they play Miami in the first round and absolutely eviscerate them for 60 minutes? Like, I, I don't know. But that's why I'm annoyed. I feel like I should know. I feel like they should just be good enough where it's like, well, they're just going to kill whoever they play in the wild card round and then they're going to move forward. And you can't feel like that in good conscience because you look at them and you're like, well, they could destroy that team by 27 points or they could lose because they turn the ball over three times and they take eight penalties and the defense can't get a rush and they can't cover anybody and, and you know, so on and so forth. So, look, I will. all that said, other teams in the league also have their problems. I watched the Bills on Saturday. I'm assuming most of you did too. I will tell you guys right now from watching that game and watching other games with the Bills since Von Miller got hurt, they have a major problem up front. Rousseau's a nice player. He's not Von Miller. They cannot get any pressure. Like that team is getting blown off the line of scrimmage. And against Cincinnati and Kansas City, that is death. Like It's, it's why they lost. It, they literally spent $120 million on Von Miller because of that 13 seconds game. Okay, Now he's not there, and guess what? They look the exact same. They can't get pressure. Now they're going to have to start blitzing, which, by the way, their rate of blitzes has increased significantly over the last month, and they're still not getting home. Now you got a problem. So every team in the league's got some problem. But the Chiefs' problem, which I guess is good and bad, depending on how you look at it, is the Chiefs. Like, they just they fall asleep. And I don't know whether you want to look at it as, hey, that's a good thing, that that's their biggest problem because they can fix it, or, like, that's a really bad thing because that's a mentality thing that's kind of been ingrained in them at this point. Yeah, and it feels like – it feels a little bit like the 2018 team to me and that the defense isn't ready and and they may not be ready. They, there's still time, of course, for them to arrive mm-hmm. – there, there's upside with the young players, which there wasn't really in 2018. Right. But the difference is in 2018, there was this new Mahomes and the offense and nobody knew what hit them. And, right. you know, they were executing and they were one of the best offenses we've ever seen. This offense is not that. This offense is very good, extremely efficient, scores a ton of points, but it's the turnovers and the mental mistakes that they make sometimes and some of the play calling that – yes, they could go down and score a touchdown on you, but they they tend to stall out sometimes when they probably shouldn't because of boneheaded decisions or Mahomes throws a weird pick. And that's what has me concerned with this defense is because they're just not as explosive. You know, I don't see – it's possible, but like, you know, does, does a play like – if they end up in a situation like they did in the Super Bowl in 2019, you know, does a play like Wasp happen with this offense? I guess with Mahomes, it's always possible. McCole Hardman, you know, so, but like. I mean, maybe, but probably not. They probably have to play a little bit differently. I would say this. I will say this. I think the Chiefs are better than that 2018 team. That team was an unbelievable force of nature on offense. Yeah. But this team's a great offensive team too. And this team's better at the line than that team was up front. Yes. The 2018 team, that defense was a complete sieve. Like this defense, I will say this for them. They've driven me nuts the last few weeks. They've had some games where they've actually played very well. Like that, that team couldn't do anything. Mahomes didn't score 35 points a game. They just couldn't win. Yeah. So I do think they're better. I think the Chiefs, I don't think this team is that much different than a lot of the other teams. I mean, that 2019 team that won the Super Bowl, you know, they were bad defensively early. Now, to their credit, they got hot late and they were very good down the stretch defensively. And that's why they won. I think this Chiefs team can win the Super Bowl. I, mean, I wouldn't get annoyed with them if I didn't think they could win the Super Bowl. They certainly yeah. can. There's nobody lining up to play Kansas City. Okay. Right. I, and uh, Jay Ward asked earlier, whose D-line is worse, ours or Buffalo? Right now, without Miller, Buffalo. Without without yeah. Miller, Buffalo. Because 
they don't have a guy who can take the game over now. Miller could. The Chiefs have that with Chris Jones. Chris Jones just have a game where he just completely wrecks your game plan play after play. You have to double him on every down. And if you don't, it's, it's game over. He's going to destroy whoever he's, he's going against. No, I think, look, every team has their thing. I mean, Cincinnati, I think, is playing the best ball in the AFC right now. And Cincinnati's far from infallible. The Buccaneers were kicking their ass for a half of football before Brady and the Bucs decided to have five straight turnovers. Start to melt, complete meltdown. Like, they I would mean, have probably lost that game. I'm going to tell you the truth, guys. I watched that game. That wasn't even something where it was like Cincinnati's forcing these mistakes. I mean, the Bengals were just picking hey, up the we, ball. It was just handed yeah, it to them. It was they just handed it to them. So, you know, listen, the Bengals aren't perfect. The Bengals are, are a very good team. I think the most – I would put it this way with these three teams right now. The – the bank and, and Tungsten is, says it right. He says, just got here. The game was a disaster because Matt said so. Correct. Come on, Tungsten. That's right. You know, He's right. He understands. You guys. Um, you guys should have been in my house watching that game. It was screaming. <laughs> dog was running away. Anyway, so, um, no, listen, I think, you know, the, the Bengals to me are the most consistent team in the AFC. Week in, week out, I pretty much I feel like I know what I'm getting with the Bengals every week. The Bills, I think, have the most complete roster, like one through 53. I think they're probably the deepest. I think the Chiefs have the highest ceiling and the lowest floor. The Chiefs have games where they just – and the Chiefs and the Bills are very similar in that way. The Bills have games like that too where you watch them and you're like, what the hell? Like what? what? But then they have other games where like, oh, my God, they are just rolling. Well, the Chiefs are like that. But I think the Chiefs without Miller – I said all offseason I thought the difference was that the Bills got a half notch ahead of the Chiefs because of Miller – I thought that put them from a half step behind to a half step ahead. Well, now I, I think they've regressed back to a half step behind. To me, if the Chiefs and the Bills play again, the Chiefs play their best game, they're beating them. They're beating yeah. them because I don't think they can get the pressure on they need to to win the game. Why did the Chiefs lose to them in week five? Von Miller, the end of the game. That's why. Yeah. That guy is the greatest closer I've seen in 20 years. Him not being there is an enormous deal. I think a lot of it, man, with these three teams as close as they are, not to get off topic, but like it's just going to come down to – a break here, a kick there, a turnover here. And that's the thing that scares you with the Chiefs. Why yeah. have they lost to the Bengals every single time they've played them? Yeah. Turnovers, a missed kick, a big penalty. Like, the Bengals don't beat themselves. And I, I think that's going to be the key. But I think those three teams, man, like everybody's racing. to like, who's better? Who's be- I, I don't think there, any of them are like, argue, like that much better than the other one. I think yeah. they're all just really good. And it's going to come to – if the Chiefs play their best, I think they'd beat either one of them. But – the Chiefs don't often play their best for 60 minutes. That's a problem. That is the worry. So how important is it that they uh, – and by the way, John uh, said he's got my back out there, and I appreciate you. Um, uh, <laughs> how how important is it that the Chiefs play a clean game this weekend? They're 7-1 and one in their last eight, but as we've been talking about, they've not been easy. And, uh, and what is more concerning to you, the defense of the turnovers? Because the Seattle team is not a joke. I know that they've not been playing well recently. They, they've had uh, you know a tough opponent in San Francisco who looks like unstoppable right now. Their defense, um, but they lost to the Raiders. Like you know, so they've got weapons. What's your take on this, Verderam? You know, do they can they can they play the way they played the last two weeks and beat Seattle? At the at the rate Seattle's played the last month or so, they're not a good team, but they're an average team. Like the Chiefs are going to have to actually like go out and play football to win this game and not just screw around for quarters at a shot here. If the Chiefs play a B game, they'll beat Seattle. But if they play the way they've played the last couple of weeks, which has been like a D minus and like a, maybe a C minus, then yeah, they got a problem. Seattle's not played well. They're missing Lockett in this game, which is a huge deal. They're missing Al Woods. Their nose tackle is a very good player. 
Uh, Fant and Kenneth Walker are going to play, it sounds like, but they're beat up. Like, Seattle Seattle is not a team. By the way, Jonathan Abram is starting at safety in this game for Seattle. Like, Seattle is not good defensively. I mean, the Chiefs should be able. Wooten, by the way, is a Pro Bowl rookie corner. He's excellent. You can throw in their other corners. You can you can throw in their backers. Like you can do a lot of things against that defense. And offensively speaking, uh, from a Seattle standpoint, look, it's I mean, Metcalf is the guy. Like Metcalf is the guy you really gotta hone in on, which of course I don't expect the Chiefs to do it all about the middle of the third quarter. But no, the Chiefs are gonna have to play well. Seattle knows it's their season. Seattle has to win. I mean, they're seven and seven right now. Um, they might have to win out to get in. And if you're the Chiefs, though, you ought to have some major motivation. You have not played well the last two weeks. I, I don't care. If you want to be the biggest Chiefs homer in the world, they have not played well. And you, the, the whole focus for the Chiefs right now should be these next two weeks. Seattle at home, Denver at home. Because if you win those two games, January 2nd, Monday night, it's Buffalo at Cincinnati. And you make that game a very important game. If the Bills lose that game, you're the number one seed. If they win that game, you're guaranteed the two seed. So these two games are very, very, very important. They they have to win. And I think they are going to have to play a much cleaner game or they're not going to win this game. Yeah, Seattle's on the outside looking in right now. They're they're the first team out of the playoffs in the in the NFC, but you know, they're behind uh the, the commanders. They're no lock to to win out or anything. The Giants who are finally starting to get exposed for being like an average team, uh, not actually. I, by the way, shout out to all the Giants fans earlier in the season when I was making fun of Daniel Jones on Twitter and you were like throwing QBR in my face and they were like, who's it? the best QBR in the league? And I was like, dude, Daniel Jones sucks. He stinks. Like, get out of here. And they were trying to, they were comparing him to Mahomes. Like, these guys are so desperate for a quarterback. I mean, I get it for, for goodness sake. Um, it's just I just wanted to say hi to those people because I think they're probably singing a different tune right about now. Um, all right, let's get back to the the outline here. So um, weather it is as you and I know because we're in the Midwest here, not pleasant. Uh, it is, it is not, no. blizzard conditions out there right now. It looks like yeah, it's blowing pretty good. It is, the temperature is dropping like crazy. Let's see what is it right now here. Temperatures down to twelve degrees and falling. Uh, by 6 p.m., uh, uh, it's going to feel like negative 12. So um, how much is weather going to impact this game in Kansas City? They're going to be in single digits in Kansas City, below zero wind chill. Not only, obviously, does this can affect the play on the field, but what about the Arrowhead faithful? I mean, look, this game is in two days. It's, on, it's a Saturday game on Christmas Eve. It's going to be brutally cold outside. What kind, of, you know, what kind of fan impact do we have in this game? I think it's going to be significant, um, and and obviously, I'm not. It's not a crack at Chiefs fans. I think it's just going to be significant for any team playing in that. Like that is going to be. Look, when you start getting that cold, like the wind chill at times, like gust is going to be negative forty in Kansas right. City on Saturday right. afternoon. I mean, I don't care at that point, man. You're just trying to stay warm. Like you're just trying to stay warm. And I wonder how many people are just going to say, "F it, man." <laughs> like I'm not going to this game. You know, I I mean, I. If I had tickets and I couldn't sell them, you know, if I was a fan, like I'd probably go. But if I could sell them, I'd, I'd at least think about it, especially because of the holiday. If it wasn't a holiday, I'd probably go. But also, like, how loud are you going to be? I mean, you're just going to be freezing. And maybe partying, you're just you're up and standing and trying to jog anyway and stay warm. <laughs> you might as well be alive. I don't know. But I would think this is going to this is going to be one of those games. It's so damn cold, man. Like, I don't care who you are, how prepared you are, you're going to be feeling it. In this game, yeah. and by the way, 
they are far from the only game this weekend. I mean, we have like an Arctic blast going across the country right now. You're talking about, I mean, the Bills and the Bears, we're obviously based on Chicago. It is ridiculous. It is so, and that's off the lake. Like Soldier Field is on the lake. Um, Tennessee, even though you think Nashville, like warm weather, it's going to be five degrees. So there are some brutally cold games. Kansas City's one of them. And I got to tell you, that's going to speak to ball security. Like it's going to be, you've when the ball, when it gets that cold, the ball gets slick. So really got to focus on that. Man, it's it's rough. I, I think it's going to have an impact on yeah, on the fans in the game. I don't I don't think it's going to be as raucous as it normally would be because I just think people are going to freeze. The Chiefs should just buy up a bunch of the tickets that are for sale and then off, start offering them out for free to people. And they should do what Cleveland did back in the oh god was it the seventies where they had a ten cent beer night at the stadium for the for the Indians game. And uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They, there was a basically a riot. People were throwing batteries and uh, yeah. The Chiefs should do that. That'll get the get the crowd all la- – first of all, get free tickets, Christmas Eve, Merry Christmas, get the fans all lathered up. Yep. And, uh, you know, if if, uh, if the batteries get thrown at the Seahawks players, you know, it is what it is. Let's not, uh, uh, not do it. I don't want to yeah, be part of a clip. Yeah, we're not, uh-huh. we're not condoning violence. But, Let's, yeah, I think that hurts. By the way, because are you aware of how 10-cent beer night ended? Yeah, they, they just – they ended the game. They didn't even finish. Cleveland had the forfeit because yeah. the, the fans ran on the field and just started, like, trying to take equipment. So yeah. – um yeah, I listen. I think this is just going to be a game where it is. You're going to see both teams like, let's get the hell out of here. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of like, like I, at the end of the game. Like, let's put it this way: if one of these teams is up by like a, an insurmountable amount, like six minutes left, you're going to just see them running the ball. Nobody's taking gratuitous timeouts. Okay, it's going to be like run, 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 punt. You're, the guys are kneeling on it. <laughs> like, get me out of here. Um, it's it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting, man. It's, when you get the weather that is that cold, that does. I mean, that has an impact. I don't care who you are, what city you hail from, whatever. It's. I mean, that's got to be one of the coldest games in, in Chiefs history. It has to be. I go look it up. Be. But I mean, got yeah. to be top five. Yeah, I'm worried about Andy Reid, the coaching staff on the sideline. I'm worried about man. And when they when you get tackled. On a day like that, and you hit the ground, it's like you're playing on concrete. In this which, game, which by the way might be a good thing for the Chiefs defenders, who who will not make contact half the time based <laughs> right. on, on recent weeks, um, yeah. and so it won't hurt. At least that's positive. Um, yeah. One thing that we'll, to keep in mind with the wind specifically, and I'll I'll shut up. Mahomes has a cannon. He is going to be able to cut the ball through the wind. Geno Smith is having an excellent year. Pro Bowler, might I add, one of the great stories in recent years that he's a yeah. Pro Bowler because he, he deserves to be. That's not one of those like, oh, it's a great story. He deserves to be a Pro Bowler. Can you, by the way, can you imagine like if you said to, before the start of the year, okay, three three quarterbacks in the NFC Pro Bowlers, who are they? Like everybody and their mothers, just Brady, Rodgers, and Stafford. Yeah. None of them made it. And if you didn't say Stafford, you would have said like Dak, right? None of them make it. It's Jalen Hurts, Kirk Cousins, and Geno Smith. I mean, what are the odds on that, right? But in any event, look, Smith does not have the arm Mahomes does. If it's really windy throughout that game, that is going to impact their ability to throw the ball down the field. And that obviously plays in the hands of the Chiefs. Before we get into the full preview of the game, I wanted to ask you, on a since we're on the topic of weather, as you know, a couple weeks ago, I said on this podcast, the Bills better watch out for the Bears. Playing in Chicago, Christmas Eve, classic trap game. Bears 
explosive on offense at times with Justin Fields running the football. Montgomery's a good back. Last week, Philadelphia Eagles got a little scare put in them from the Chicago Bears. What do you think about my prediction that there's a there's a chance? I'm not saying it's like a 70% chance. I'm saying it's like a maybe a 35% chance Chicago Bears take out the Bills for the Chiefs this weekend. I think you've been hitting the KC beer pretty heavy. Um, <laughs> look, I, I think that the Bears will cover their eight points, spread. I put it that way. The Bears have been in a lot of these games. I mean, the Bears, to their credit, really have played very competitive football games. If you look at the Bears in the last couple of months, they're a train wreck. They're 3-11. and 11. They stink. But here are the scores. Now, they're they on a current seven-game losing streak. Yeah. The, of, the, of those games, the only game I'm going to disregard is the Jets game because they, they didn't have field. Simeon played the game. and it, it, That's no way to live. Okay? The Cowboys game, they lost 49-29. to 29. They were very much in the game through about three quarters and then fell apart. That's the biggest blowout loss they had, though. They then lost 35-32 to Miami, including giving up a block punt for a touchdown. They lost 31-30 to to the Lions. They lost 27-24 to the Falcons, 28-19 to the Packers, in which they fell apart in the fourth quarter. They actually should have won that game. They were up 19-11 going into – excuse me, 19-10 going into the fourth quarter. And then lost 25-20 to to Philadelphia. They have been in these games. Like all their the last one, two, three, five games that Fields just played, they've been in them. And by the way, if you want to go back before the Cowboys game, they beat New England 33 to 14. They lost, and then they lost 12 7 to Washington, 29 22 to the Vikings, 20 to 12 to the Giants. Like with Fields in the game, the only time they've gotten blown out since like week two, actually, going is Dallas 49 29. That's it. That is literally it. Like, they've been in every other game. The problem that I have is while Fields has been awesome, and they can run the hell out of the football, by the way. Not only just Fields was 1,000 yards even, but Montgomery is also another really good back. The problem is the receivers are just brutal. Like, Mooney's leading the team with 493 yards. Cole Komet has 433. Defensively, they are terrible. They don't sack the quarterback. Nobody has more than three sacks. Like, to me, for them to win, it's going to have to be a game where Fields just goes berserk. And then you have a game where, like, you know, Allen makes a couple of mistakes or they fall – like, turnovers. Like, basically like the Chiefs played against Houston. A couple of turnovers, <laughs> some missed kicks, which they might get that in that weather. But that that's what it's going to have to be. Because, honestly, if it's not that, I just have a real hard time seeing them win. But I do think they'll keep it within a score. Do you know who led them in receiving last week against Philly? Oh my God, uh, I I don't. Um, was it, I mean I'm assuming because we're on Chiefs podcast. Was it Byron Pringle? It was Byron Pringle. He had 39, have? two receptions for 39 yards. So, uh, <laughs> well, Byron Pringle, uh, you know he's got uh, he's got seven receptions for 96 yards this uh, this season. Maybe maybe should have. I don't know if they wanted him back, but maybe staying in Kansas City was a move. Um, but look, I, yeah, I think with this game, the, why I like it is kind of an upset special is the weather, the day it being Christmas Eve in Chicago on the lake, just brutal. Like nobody wants to be there. The fact that maybe the bills won't be able to throw the ball that they want to throw it in that weather. Um, and, uh, and, and then, and then the fields factory is a little bit of a wild card. Um, 
for that for that Bills defense. They can't get pressure. And so, um, you know, the Bills should beat them. They're a much better team, but it's one of those games. But, you know, what will probably happen is 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 uh, simultaneously the Bears will beat – they'll knock off the Bills and the Chiefs will bungle away the game to the Seahawks and we'll just all be apoplectic uh, on Christmas Day. You know what? I'm going to tell you right now. I've got I, I love Christmas, my favorite day of the year. I turn it like a three day holiday because my, my buddy and I invented Christmas Eve Eve, which is tomorrow, my yeah. favorite day of the year, because that's the day when you're not stuck getting together with a bunch of family members you can't stand, like drunk Uncle Ned who can't stop screaming political opinions during dinner. Yeah. Like Christmas Eve Eve, the twenty third, is all about seeing people you actually want to see. And in that regard, we have like thirty some odd people come over to the house tomorrow. So uh we are cooking enough food to last a lifetime. The rule is oh, everybody's gotta bring one dish. So, I'm going to enjoy the hell out of tomorrow. Saturday, I'm watch the Chiefs. If the Chiefs win, awesome. If they lose, I will be pissed throughout the remainder of the day. But come Christmas Day, I am enjoying it. They are not taking Christmas from me. Yeah. They will not do it. I was <laughs> nervous as hell when they were announcing the schedule earlier this year that they were going to put the Chiefs on Christmas. Because I was like, why? Why? Like, I just want to enjoy it. And then I saw they weren't on, thank God. They've been on Christmas a few times in my life, most notably a few years ago against Denver when they absolutely kicked the shit out of them at Arrowhead on Christmas yeah. night. Yeah. That was a beautiful thing. One of my best Christmases. Yeah. Um, and hey, Action Jackson in the chat. Hey, man, how you doing? Yeah. Um, it's too tough for them. It's just right for us. I like it a little 90s old school there. Um, yeah. No, listen, I, I think the Bills are going to win. And then I think the Bengals game, that's a really interesting game. We can get more of that next week or anything else. But that – and that's not even a knock in the Bills. The Bengals are just playing great football right now. Like, I'd pick the Bengals at home against anybody. Like, I think the Bengals are going to win that game. So, I think for the Chiefs, like, you got to keep winning right now. And then, then, hey, look, the Bills win it. Give them all the credit in the world. Um, But these are big games. Like, the Chiefs can't just go to sleep and roll over right now because we're in the play. They could very easily, by the way, if they lose this weekend, they're probably the third seed when they wake up on Christmas because Cincinnati is going to play at New England. And I do not think New England's beating Cincinnati. Probably not. Um, And, by the way, the Tennessee Titans – Sounds like they just Whoa. lost Ryan Tannehill for the year. Yep. Jacksonville Jaguars got a shot. They got they're a shot. Shy. I think they're gonna they're gonna win the division. I yeah. mean, yeah. Um, Trevor Lawrence is playing really well right now. Really well. He's playing great, and I think you've got to look. You've got to look at right now. The Jags have three games left, and they can. Went out and get in. That's it. Like they, that's what they have to do. They play the Jets on on Thursday night. They play uh, the Texans in Week 17. Then they play the Titans. I mean, if they beat the Jets, I think they're going to win the division. I know Paul Kaharski, um He uh, he tweeted out. He's a Titans beat writer. He tweeted out that Tannehill's done for the year for his reporting as of yesterday. Right. I have not seen that confirmed anywhere else. I'm not saying Paul Kaharski needs to be confirmed, but. Uh, Malik Willis will start this weekend. I'll tell you right now, I think the Texans are going to beat the Titans. The Texans have played really hard the last couple of weeks. So I think, they, I think they're going to win. I, what's going to be great is if we get – really it doesn't even matter who wins the AFC South, Titans or Jags. What's going to be great is when the Chargers are the five seed and <laughs> you get that game. On like Saturday afternoon, and it you just know like the Chargers should be either one of those two teams, but you know it's the Chargers, and so anything and everything is going to happen, like just complete chaos for three hours. Yeah. I look forward to it. 
I'll tell you, if you're the Chiefs, you don't want to see the Chargers in the first round. That team, they give the Chiefs all kinds of problems. Usually beat them, yeah. but God, they give the Chiefs a, a, a headache. Yeah, there's a chance they end up seeing Miami if they stay in that in that two seed. Um, yep. There's no no real easy path. I mean, out of all the teams, I, I guess I'd probably rather take the Jaguars over the Titans. But if the Titans are without Tannehill, I probably have to go with. I don't yeah, know, they won't. They won't advance enough to see the Chiefs. I yeah yeah. I think right. the Chiefs the best path for you if you're the, if you're the two seed and it's the wild card round. I think the best path path is playing Baltimore. Baltimore yeah. to me is just a wreck, man. They have no receivers. I have no idea if Lamar Jackson's healthy or not. Like, I remember when he first got hurt and he hurt his knee and Schefter was like, oh, the target date's Christmas Eve. Nope, he's not playing this week either. Like, who knows, man? He could come back and be him. He could also come back and not be able to move. And defensively, they don't scare me at all. They give up a ton of points. Like, I, if the Chiefs can't beat the Ravens at home, they are not going anywhere. Let's be honest. Like, to me, the best scenario would be you play them. But the real best-case scenario is you're the one seed. And I actually would disagree with some people. I know everybody wants the Titans in there. I'd rather see Jacksonville for this reason. The Titans have no shot of beating anybody in the playoffs without Tannehill. I'd rather face Jacksonville than the Chargers or the Dolphins. Like, give me Jacksonville all day long. I Like, I respect Lawrence, but they're not as good as the Chiefs. Like, and the Chiefs off a bye against them, sign me up. So – I think that's the route. That being said, there's three weeks left and things are going to change. Just are. So the Chiefs just have to win their games and then let it fall how it's going to fall. All right. Let's get into this game for this weekend. But first, if you're uh, enjoying this podcast, make sure you hit the like button on YouTube. Make sure you're subscribed. Uh, If you want to leave us a review, please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review over there. We could use some new uh, refreshed reviews over there. Would appreciate it if you haven't done it yet. Um, And, uh, if you want to become a member of the Arrowhead Addict community, we've got a great private Discord. We have members-only events, fantasy football leagues. The information is in the description. We'd love to get to know some of you more, and it's a great way for you to support this podcast. And another way you can support the podcast is you can head over to arrowheadaddict.com slash bets. we got a lot of great betting partners over there. If you uh, dabble on that sort of thing and want to put some money on the Chiefs, there's some really great deals. Check them out. Um, just make sure you go to arrowheadaddict.com slash bets, click those links, and we get credit if you sign up and make a $10 wager. Okay, let's get into Chiefs at, uh, sorry, Chiefs at home against the Seahawks. The uh, line on this one is Kansas City minus 10. So you know you can take to the bank. The Chiefs aren't going to cover the spread because the Chiefs don't cover spreads. Uh, it's, like the, it's like the smartest bet in all of sports right now. Um, Chiefs minus 10. They should. These lines are correct in theory, right? Like 14-point line against the Texans. In theory, that's what it should have been. Um, but they're the Chiefs this year. So over-under is 49. So they expect some points to be scored in this game because the Chiefs defense isn't any good right now. Um, you think that line is fair? And do you think they can cover Verderan? I don't think the Chiefs cover that spread. I, first of all, Shadow's decent. Second of all, the Chiefs never cover the spread. Never. <laughs> like, ever, ever, ever. Ever. So the, the, the problem is twofold. The Chiefs fall asleep in half these games for about half the game. The other problem is, let's be realistic, okay? The Chiefs line is inflated because the Chiefs have Mahomes and they win all the time. And so it's like, well, that's the way you're going to get some action both ways. I yeah. get it. Like, it's not so necessarily the Chiefs play ball expectations in some of these games. Sometimes they do, like last weekend. But a lot of times, like, the Chiefs just shouldn't be that big of a – the Chiefs should make a seven-point favorite in this game. Like, why are they laying ten points? 
I don't I don't get that. Like I don't, why? Like Seattle's a decent team. They're not great. They haven't been playing well. I understand all that. Like it's not like Seattle's some bullshit. Right. And by the way, next week, um, let me, let me pull this up real quick while I'm talking because I, I was looking at the look ahead line. I want to make sure I'm right with this because they play Denver at home next week on New Year's Day. Um, so would you like to take a guess now? Playing Denver, what do you think the look ahead line is at home against Denver next week? Let's see. I believe it was 14 the first time they played. Um, and then the Chiefs almost lost. So I'm going to go 10. It's 10. Why the hell are the Chiefs favored the same over Seattle and Denver? Right. That is Seattle's weird. Seattle's a much better team than Denver. Like, yeah. why in the world? By the way, would you also like some free money? Uh, Denver's favored by two and a half on the road on Christmas. Have fun. Um, Whoa. Yeah, have fun with that. I, I don't care how bad the Rams are. Give me the Rams. Um Sean McVay, Nathaniel Hackett, come on now, now stop it. I mean, if somebody in Vegas is hitting the eggnog a little too heavy. Look, <laughs> I, no, I think that, look, I think I think the spread is too high. Also, I would not touch the total for one reason. I don't know what the weather like. That could be something where it doesn't affect it that much because maybe the winds die down at that point, or it's like a wind tunnel and everybody's forced to run the ball. And even though the Chiefs are really good offensively, it's like a twenty to seventeen game because. You just have to ground it out all afternoon. Um, but, yeah, Chiefs – of course, by the way, this will be the week where both like, Chiefs minus 10, there's no way they'll win by 40. Right. Because like that, that's just the way this goes, which is fine, by the way. I'm good for that. But, no, I think the line is like a field goal too high. I think it's I think it's a little bit too high. Um, and then also, and, and Josh Allen is the next Elway, who another Bills fan. I appreciate it. He's been in here. Says yeah. we'll see in two weeks. Vegas has Buffalo favored on the road because of Allen, which is another game. Like again, I'm not denigrating the Bills. Nobody should be favored in Cincinnati except for the Bengals. Like, yeah. why are the Bills going in there laying basically a field goal? Right. Like, I don't understand that. Um, and the Chiefs did the same thing and had that work out for the Chiefs. So some of these lines I just think are weird. Um, yeah, I, I would not take Chiefs cover this game. All right. Well, uh, the primer for you is obviously we mentioned it earlier. Seattle needs to win this game. They're trying to get into the playoffs. They've lost four of their last five. Uh, they'll be without K-State alum Tyler Lockett's got a broken finger. Defense has been getting torched lately. That's good news for the, the Chiefs offense, which has been really efficient when they're not turning the ball over. So how do you think the Chiefs offense attacks this uh, the Seattle defense? Well, I think, again, it comes down to weather. I mean, let's let's take weather out of it for a second. Um, or at least to the point where it's not like paralyzing for the offense. I think if you're the Chiefs and you're looking at Seattle, you're saying, look, they should be able to kind of do a mix of whatever they want to do in this game. And, and that's not to denigrate the Seahawks, it's just reality. Like the Chiefs should be able to move the ball how they want to move the ball. I, I think I think you're going to see the Chiefs roll the ball a consistent amount. They always do. Um, and when you look at Seattle, I mean, this is a team that defensively is not that good. They are terrible against the run. They're 28th. They're 22nd against the pass. Uh, they, they're they average in getting home on the blitz. They're atrocious on third down. the 28th in the league. The 23rd in the red zone. Like, they're just I think the, – I think the Chiefs are going to have some balance to them. But, like, I think you're going to see the Chiefs just do what they normally do, which is in, in tight spots. They're going to throw the ball a lot. Um if the weather's conducive, I think Mahomes will have a big day throwing the football. I just don't think Seattle can really stop them. And we all know with Andy, if the Chiefs are gunning it early throwing the football, they're going to throw the football. So um, I do think there will be somewhat of a balance because of the weather. But 
I think the Chiefs are going to have a pretty big day offensively. I just don't think Seattle defensively is any good. And while the Chiefs have been a pain in the ass the last couple of weeks, they have moved the ball at will. And they had over 500 yards against Houston. And they went up. And Denver, for, to their credit, has a good defense. And the Chiefs destroyed that defense when they weren't throwing picks right at them. So the offense is not the problem right now, other than the turnovers. I think the Chiefs will, will be balanced. I think they'll be very effective offensively. Yeah, and and to the Chiefs' credit against the Texans, they actually did run the ball a little bit. Um, 15 yeah, carries for Isaiah Pacheco for 86 yards. He's looked terrific. He averaged 5.7 yards per carry. Now, the Texans don't have a good run defense, so that's exactly what the Chiefs should have done. And then, of course, Jarek McKinnon, who's been like a low-key MVP for this team um, the Great. second half of the season. Just you know, 10, you know, 10 carries for, for 50 yards and then, you know, the, <laughs> the receiving stuff. Uh, is just absolutely outrageous with him as well. Eight receptions for 70 yards. He's like the third leading receiver or something like that for the Chiefs. Um, and uh, what's the word on, uh, as far as the injury report goes, uh, nothing on McCole Hardman, right? Because he's just designated to return. What's the story on him? Are we going to see I'm him back? I'm actually doing the work on that. I think Andy in the beginning of the week said that they anticipated <laughs> he'd be able to play in this game. But I'll, I'll, I'll double back. I'll reach out to yeah. a few people on the team and see what's what but um i know that after because i was able to get uh last friday that he wasn't going to play in houston and i was told it's not about his rehab like he's fine injury wise now it's about conditioning and just kind of getting him back up to speed so he doesn't get hurt in the game because he's not you know where he needs to be uh because you know, he had the ab injury it's hard to it's hard to really go full tilt even in training and and, and whatnot with that so uh we'll see but i think i think andy said that they were anticipating that uh, he'd be back for this game, which would be nice. Uh, it's good to have Kadarius Tony back as well. So the Chiefs are – look, here's one thing for the Chiefs, knock on wood. They're really healthy. I mean, that's one thing for them. Like, they're going – I mean, at least they're going to this game with pretty much all all systems go. Saunders is doubtful. He's been sick all week. Fortson's out with an elbow injury. Everybody else is playing. Uh, and, again, with Harden, he's on IR, so they don't have to list him right now. They, they can activate him, I think, before 4 o'clock on Saturday. It's so 3 or 4. Um, Seattle is without Tyler Lockett, uh, Woods and Nose Tackle. Fant and Walker are going to play, according to Pete Carroll. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Lockett's obviously the big one in this game that's missing. Uh, thank you, uh, Penzinski, for the uh, the compliment. I do love this hat. I got this at the stadium, actually. Uh, big fan of when we were able to mix in the gold. Um, also, shout out to Lawrence George. My boy, I know who that is. He married Mag and I. Um, he's my buddy out in California, big Chiefs fan. So shout out to Larry um, for the super chat. Uh, so for the Chiefs, I'm a little bit worried about this. Chiefs injury wise are in pretty good shape, um, but there's an illness, and this is happening all over the country right now um, between you know, COVID and the flu and a few other things that are just circulating. A lot of people are getting sick. Yep. Places are running out of cold medicine, and you're seeing that on the news. And the Chiefs have been had, had struck. They've got some people that probably aren't going to play, uh, and it's all illnesses. Jody Fortson's out with an elbow injury, but Colin Saunders is doubtful. He didn't practice all week. Injury is illness. Uh, Chris Jones also had an illness, did not practice on Tuesday, but thankfully was a full participant Wednesday and Thursday. Mike Dana did not practice uh, Tuesday and Wednesday. Thursday, he was a full participant. He's questionable. Uh, and Dion Bush is questionable uh, after participating fully on Thursday. You know the injury, the the illness stuff is tough. We don't obviously we don't know. They could have a cold. 
right? It doesn't mean that they all have the, right. save, the same thing, but right. common sense tells you they probably all have the same thing, right? You know, they're riding around on planes together. They're practicing together. If it's the flu, I don't know if any of you have had the flu recently. I had it a couple of years ago and knocked me on my ass. If I got it, I got the flu on Tuesday. I wasn't playing football on Sunday. Now, these guys are superhuman, but like, are you worried about this continuing to circulate through the team? I think everybody deals with that this time of year. I mean, I, and I, let me tell you something. I had the flu over Thanksgiving and I was basically in a coma. Right. So, um, it's uh, now I am also not a professional athlete. Uh, but yeah, no, it's, uh, you know, look, I, I think you always, you know, you have some concern over it. I will say this. I don't think any of the guys who have been listed with an illness are guys who are like, with due respect, I hope they feel better. But like, you're not like, oh my God, like, what are they going to do? Um, yeah. It happens. It happens. I've been looking at injury reports the last, yeah, I mean, I'm looking at them every week, but like the last couple of weeks, the Bills had a stretch. They had like eight guys or something on the list with an illness. Like, it's just, it's the way it goes. Um, but no, I'm not that worried about it. Like, they'll, they'll be all right. I mean, it, I think right now for the Chiefs, you know what I'm worried about? The illness that they cannot get rid of, their their turnover fever, right. which is just a never-ending parade of bullshit. Oh my it's like, God. Yeah, let's see how many times we fumble the ball. What right. do you think, guys? It's like they almost have like a quota. They're like, all right, today's quota, two and a half. Let's hit yeah. the over. Let's not mess around. Let's get it done early. Um, that's my concern with them. Is there yeah. this never-ending holiday spirit where they're just giving the ball away <laughs> like Oprah with a car? Yeah, um, yeah. You get a you get a fumble. You get an interception. Right, everybody gets a turnover. Yeah. Um, Can you imagine what their? Okay, I think their turnover ratio is like minus six. I think for the year. Can you imagine if this team was like plus ten? What their record would be? Right. They'd lose a game. Yeah. I mean, it's, it'd be unbelievable. But in any event, it is what it is. Nah, I, I think they'll be okay. I think they'll be all right with the sickness, though. By the way, I just saw on Twitter uh, from Madden twenty three. Travis Kelsey has been put back into the 99 club in the game. He's he's now 99 overall. So he said, welcome back to the 99 club. Look, Madden, you shouldn't have taken him out of the 99 club in the first place. The hell were you Sorry. thinking? Like, come on, man. It's just ri- ridiculous. Um, but back where he belongs on top. All right, so back to the game. Um, you know, an offense, Seattle's offense, as you mentioned earlier in the show, Geno Smith having a revival uh, or I guess an arrival – uh, nothing against Geno Smith, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure you could qualify this as a, re- a revival. This is the best he's played in his whole career. So um, he, he's arrived. Uh, Seattle ranks fifth in yards per play. Um, they they uh, they've allowed 39 sacks, which is 22nd in the NFL. Fifth in yards per attempt. 12th on third down. 21st in the red zone. 13th in yards. Seventh in points per drive. So they, they they're not they're not a juggernaut. They do some things well. They've got some good players, and Geno Smith is playing well. The Chiefs' defense, I mean, you and me could get a touchdown in a game, I think, against them. Um, have a chance. What, what, what is, how concerned are you about this defense? Can they stop the Seattle offense? Or after the last two weeks of watching them give up, you know, career days to feudal offenses, are we just, is this what we're stuck with for the foreseeable future and just hope that the offense can score enough points? Yeah, man. I, I mean, look. <laughs> I'm expecting the Chiefs to give up points in the game. They just do. They the last two weeks, like if you look at their yards per play against, you'd be like, wow, they've played really well. And then you watch the game, you're like, no, they haven't. Like they actually haven't. They give up points like crazy. And if I have to hear one more person say to me, 
We know they do that because of all these turnovers. Bro, they don't have to contractually give up a touchdown every time the Chiefs have a turnover. Like, I'm all for it hearing that argument after, like, when Pacheco fumbles the ball, like, the 20-yard line. Okay, fine. I get it. The other turnovers have been, like, at the 60-yard mark in terms of, like, how far away these teams are. Can you stop one of them? Like, can you ever just get a three and out and get the fuck off the field? I mean, how many times do the Chiefs have to turn the ball over, first of all, and then the defense – it's like the defense goes, oh, they turned it over. Uh, All right, that's seven points. Get a turnover back. Stop them. Force a punt. Do something. You stink. Get off the field. Like, that is where I get frustrated with the Chiefs. Like, look, enough of this crap. Like, that all said, that all said, I think this game defensively, yeah, I think they're probably going to give up points. I mean, Seattle has moved the ball well. Now, without Lockett, it does matter. As much as we joke, like, without him, that is significant. Like, they are now going to have to basically be Metcalf and Metcalf only. Fans will have a catch here and there, you would think. Walker's had a good year. But, yeah, I mean, they are regressing offensively. Um, But I I think they're going to get into the mid-20s. I do. I mean, the Chiefs defense, there's no reason they won't. Denver and Houston could do it. I would think Seattle's going to do it. So, I mean, the Chiefs got to what? They got to score 27 points to win this one? Probably. Minimum, yeah. I think so. it's so frustrating. Like, it's just – I don't understand it because I feel like the talent is there, but right now they're just not putting it together, you know, in the secondary. Do you think this is a, uh, you know, obviously every week we get the calls, fire spags, fire spags, you know, are you on that bandwagon? Are you considering it? Or are you blaming this on youth? How much of this is scheme? How much of this is on inexperience and how much of it is on talent? I always really hesitate to do the whole fire this guy, fire that guy. First of all, because these people are human beings and it's their job. Right. Secondly, because I, I a lot of times don't believe that like somebody should be fired. You know, it's like, oh, well, they just fire this guy. And it's like, all right, yeah, all right, that's fine. But like, then who's better? Who's replacing him? What do you, like, there's a lot that goes into that. This has, in my opinion, been the worst job Spagnuolo's done with the Chiefs. And I don't even think it's close. Like, this team has more talent defensively than the way they play. And, I think a lot of it is on him. I don't think it's all on him. Um, I think I think there's a good chunk of it on they don't tackle well. I don't put that on Spagnuolo. These guys are veteran guys. Like they they should know the safeties ought to know how to tackle somebody. I don't put that on C. Spagnuolo. He's not going to fix that with a drill, right? I mean, like, come on, man. Like, put your nose in there and tackle somebody. That that to me has nothing to do um, with with Spagnuolo. Yeah. But um, okay. they, they, no, but they, there are too many times for my liking where I have no idea why they're playing the way they're playing. I just don't understand what the thought process is. And maybe if I stat, sat down, see Spagnolo, he'd be like, look, this is why. And it would make sense. And I, I am 100% open to the idea that I do not know 5% as much football as C. Spagnolo does because I don't. Um, and maybe there are reasons that they play a certain way that we just don't understand. I don't understand. But there have been far too many times this year where you're like, this is insanity. Just double Mike Williams. What are we doing? This is nuts. And then they do it. And you're like, oh, look at that. Like the whole thing, everything stopped. You know, or, you know, there have been times where you look at them and you're like, I don't understand. Like, I'll give you an example last week. They're playing a team that has no quarterback. Like, none. They also have no weapons. 
why don't you just blitz the hell out of him in that game? Like, I, there's nothing to fear. Right. They're not mobile. They're not good. You can cover them man on man, which to the Chiefs credit, they played a lot of man in that game. Like, why wouldn't you just say, hey, look, we're not worried about getting beat deep. We can play man. They suck. We're going to blitz 50% of the time, 45% of the time. And we're going to force one or two turnovers. We're going to get a bunch of sacks, negative plays. Like, I have said this over and over and over, and I'll say it one more time. Their entire defensive mantra should be about situational football and, t- and creating negative plays. It should be getting sacks. It should be getting turnovers. It should be being good in the red zone and good in third down. That's it. That's, a, that's all he should care about. Because right. if they get beat deep once in a blue moon, if they give up 27 points, who gives a shit? They're going to win anyway. Like, you should be trying to get Mahomes an extra possession or two. You should be trying to turn a seven into a three. That's it. That's it. Like, but it, it feels like they're much more bend, don't break. And I don't understand why they play like that. Like, who cares if you break twice a game? Because they don't, always break. When teams get in the red zone, they, they score anyway. touchdowns. Like, I, so yeah. I don't understand that. That, But to the question, man, if, if they play like this the whole rest of the year and they fire him, I would not be upset. Like, I would understand why. Yeah. Um, and if they don't fire him, I also understand why. And I'm not going to go berserk. And my prediction is they're not going to fire him. And I don't think, and I, at this point, I don't think they should, but I think this has been a year where they've gotten a lot of new players and Spags does not do well with rookies. And it's been a lot of hesitancy to put these guys in positions where they got to rely on them. And I think that's a failure by the coaching staff. I do. We got a, a super chat from, from our guy, Blake, uh, in my opinion, the most tangible indictment of Spags is the ability of Traverius Ward on the Niners this year to last year on the Chiefs. Yeah, what? what's the deal? Like, is that a coaching thing? Is that a scheme thing? Or Traverius Ward just make the leap? I mean, I think, I think it's a couple things. I think it is somewhat a, a scheme thing and a coaching thing. But I also think some of it is, too. Like, look who's in front of him. Right. I mean, his life's made a lot easier, okay? Um, but no, I, I don't... I don't think that the Chiefs – I don't think people can have a short memory with this stuff. Like, they won a Super Bowl largely because of Steve Spagnuolo. They did. You know, everybody always talks about that playoff run. They're like, you know, they had 34 unanswered points in this game and 28 unanswered points in this game, and blah, 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 blah. To have unanswered points, you got to also hold their team to nothing. And the Chiefs did that a lot that year. So, I don't think it's fair – to just throw him under a Mack truck and be like, well, he's terrible now. Like the, Even the year they went to the Super Bowl and lost to Tampa, that defense was decent. They weren't a huge impediment. That team went, the team almost lost not one game that year. Um, they lost in the Super Bowl because they couldn't block anybody. So I, you know what? I, I understand the criticism. And and I'm and like I said, if they if they play like this the rest of the year, man, they lose like 40 to 34 in a playoff game, they fire him. I I don't have a problem with it. But I don't think that that's magically going to solve anything unless you go out and you get like Vic Fangio to coach his defense. Like this idea that like, well, they could just fire. Okay, who's coming in and replacing him? Who's that guy? Yeah. Because if you want to sit there and say, well, it's Brandon Daly or it's Joe Cullen, you don't know what that's going to look like as a coordinator. You have no idea what that's going to look like. That could be worse. Yeah. I think people always need to keep that in mind. Yeah, and of course they've been building this defense with Steve Spagnuolo. Other guys want different types of players, so – Maybe we see it come to fruition with the, you know, he's obviously talking to Brett Veach. He's got input on, on Mm -hmm. some of the decision-making here. Maybe we see 
what I had thought would, I kind of thought it would happen by now, but maybe I was a little bit naive with the Trent McDuffie injury and, and some of those things that how fast those guys would come along. Um, but now is when we need to see it because if they can't handle Russell Wilson, who's been terrible and Jeff Driscoll, and they're struggling with, with guys like that, it's going to be bad news when, when they get in a, and they're trying to guard Tyree kill and, you know, the bills and the Bengals, uh, it's just, but they do seem to play up to their competition a little bit. They're going to, they're going to win or lose by three or four, no matter who they're playing. It seems um, it's yeah, it's, it's maddening. So you, you, we, we touched on this. We don't need to like beat it to death. Defense at Seattle, not very good. 19th in yards per play, 22nd in yards per attempt, 28th in yards per carry. They can't run it. All the running backs got hurt. 29th in blitz rate, 14th in pressure rate, 15th in sacks. So the middle of the road there. The Chiefs tackles give up, I think, the, have given up the most pressures in the NFL. By the way, shout out to Orlando Brown for making the the Pro Bowl. I wish that I could, you know, fail upward like that. I'm not trying to rip on the guy. He's fine, but he should not be in the Pro Bowl. I, I'm going to leave it alone. I had a lot of people ask me yesterday why he's in the Pro Bowl. And I will tell you right now, I get I get these emails. Like, it's like, oh, these, you know, here's the Pro Bowl thing. And I'm like, you know, it's like two minutes before they announce it or right as they announce it. Right. Before I even opened it up, I was like, this is 100% all in the Brazilian is going to be in the Pro Bowl. 100%. Because name recognition wins out. It just yeah. does. Name recognition matters, and he's been a Pro Bowl for three years, now fourth year. It's the same reason why the last two years Frank Clark's been in the Pro Bowl. And you're like, what? And Frank Clark's in house is just, it's like, yeah, that's right. He's one of the best three defensive ends in football. And you're like, no, no he's yeah. not. But uh, yeah. thank you for that. I, I thought, to be fair, of the Chiefs' seven Pro Bowlers, I thought he was the only one. I was like, what? Um, the other guys all deserved it, hundred percent. For sure, yeah. Um, I would say that uh, you know, look, I don't get into the whole like you could talk about a snub at every single team. The two guys I thought had a case, I thought the biggest case, honestly, was Lejarius Sneed. I thought he had a really good case. He played really well this year. Yeah. And then I would also throw out. I mean, look, some people would argue with this. Some people would really vehemently agree. Is Nick Bolton. Nick Bolton's been really good, but then you you look at like Matt Milano and Tremaine Evans, and also the, neither one of them made the Pro Bowl. Right? Like, well, shit, man, if those guys aren't making the Pro Bowl, like, and and also by the way, I will say Trey Smith. Trey Smith is a damn good player. Yeah. Now that Humphrey's made it for the first time, he'll probably make like ten of them. Because right. once you break that seal, then it's like it feels like you just make a lot of them. Yeah. I expect now Humphrey's going to make a ton of them. Um, Centers in particular, because that's a, that's the position people don't know a lot, and what's like, oh, it's like one of them. Yeah, like, yeah. Or maybe there's two. I think there's like one reserve or whatever. But, yeah. you know, I thought, listen, the Chiefs at seven, that's a huge number. You know, Tommy Townsend deserves it. Um, he's been amazing punting the ball. Maybe not as a holder. Tough to say. Uh, but, uh, no, they they obviously deserve it. And then, you know, it's crazy in the AFC, man. Like, Justin Herbert didn't make it. Lamar Jackson, of course, I know also hurt, but, like, didn't make it. Like, you look at the AFC, you know, like, that's that's nuts. Justin Herbert is second in the league in passing yardage. <laughs> he's didn't make it to the Pro Bowl. And then like in the NFC, it's like, well, I guess Kirk Cousins. You know, like who, it's, who, who is it in AFC? Mahomes, Allen, Allen and, Burrow. and Burrow. I mean. Look. Well, they're not wrong. Those are the three yeah. guys. It's right. But yeah. I'm just saying, like, that's how deep the conference is. Yeah, yeah. Like, and then you look at the NFC, and it's like, Kirk Cousins made it. <laughs> right. You're like, what? You know, right. like. Right. You, you could make a real argument. Because there's obviously three to a, a conference. That the AFC's second three is better than the NFC's first three. Because the second three would be Tua, Lamar, 
and Herbert. Yeah. That's tough. <laughs> I mean, obviously Jalen Hurts is having a really great season. Yes. Yes. Um, but yeah, they'd easily be the other two spots would be taken by oh my God. No, no. I question. mean, you can even get into like and I, I would now, of course, there's a lot to this one, but like Deshaun Watson, like from a talent perspective. Now, obviously, he's been suspended, you know, for 11 games for, for what was alleged to have been done. And then also, he's played like crap since he's been back. Um, like, Derek Carr in the NFC is like a pro bowler at this point. Yeah. Derek Carr in the AFC is a complete afterthought. Yeah. Like, it's, it just goes to show the disparity in the – like, people are going to look back at this year and be like, oh, my God, who got in? Like, what <laughs> happened? It's going to yeah. – yeah, I mean, Absolutely. Yeah, it's gonna be uh, it'll be interesting. They they switched up the format. It'd be interesting to see if they because right. it's not really like a game now. Like if they just eventually just say we're gonna put in the best X number of players, and it doesn't matter what conference you're from. Right. Well, they've done that in the past. You know, they had a few years like that where like celebrity players were picking the teams. Yeah, yeah. By the way, it should be noted for Kirk Cousins, this is fourth Pro Bowl. I mean. Fourth Pro Bowl. Like, yeah. I, I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm like, g- genuinely, like, he's like quietly kind of underrated as a player over the course of his career. Yeah. Because I, I bet you most people would say, oh, you know, Matthew Stafford, he's got Matthew Stafford's been the one Pro Bowl in his entire career. Cousins has been the yeah. four of them. I'm not saying Cousins is better than Matthew Stafford, but I'm just saying, like, think about that. That's. Like Kirk Cousins, number four, not not bad, man. There have been, there have been uh, guys who've had worse uh, worse careers. For, that's for damn sure. The the Pro Bowl is nice if if you're a good player and you get in, and it's complete garbage if you're somebody like Mitchell Schwartz who would, would be on the first team All Pro and not I make know. the Pro Bowl. It's completely- Those are the guys you're always like, what happened? Right, like first team All Pro, like unanimous All Pro, and like yeah, not the Pro Bowl though. Didn't yeah. didn't raise up to that standard, like yeah. Um, guys, best right back on the league for years. Um, yeah. All right, let's get. We got to get to our final score predictions. Let us know in the chat your final score predictions for Chiefs versus Seahawks. Um, and again, if you like this podcast, hit that like button, subscribe to us on YouTube, tell your friends, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, and check out the link in the description if you want to become part of the Airhead Attic community and support our podcast. All right, Vertoram. Uh, I will kick us off because I'm 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 going to be the Grinch who tried to steal Christmas here. I'm picking against the Chiefs for the first time since I think I picked them to lose to the Bucks. I was way off on that one, and I said then I'm not going to pick against the Chiefs again. I'm not going to bet against Patrick Mahomes, but I'm so mad at them, and I've always said if they give me a reason to pick it, like to to not pick them, I'm going to do it as much as even if I think they're the better team. The Chiefs should beat Seattle. They should beat them handily. But they're not playing good football. They're just not doing it. And this whole thing about motivation, oh, well, they should be motivated after last week. They weren't motivated enough to beat the Bengals. They weren't motivated enough after losing to the Bengals three times to to step on Denver's throat. And then after almost blowing the game to Denver, they go out there and go to overtime against the Texans, who are running a two-trash quarterback system. So I'm picking against them. If they want my vote for them to start picking them to win games again, they're going to have to show me something. I got it. Chiefs 24, Seahawks 27. They're going to ruin everybody's Christmas with more of their bullshit play. And I hope I'm wrong. And you can all roast me on the post-game show if I'm wrong. But if they keep playing the way that they're playing, they're going to lose. Just just an abominable take. Um, 
I <laughs> I love that everybody. And I love that our boss in the, is in the chat. He's like roast him. <laughs> just yeah, you know, good. So, yeah, reverse good. jinx. I'm reverse jinxing them. Listen, I understand being just frustrated and annoyed with them because I took about 27 Advil last Sunday as I was just just rage watching them go to overtime against Houston. I have the Chiefs winning the game 30 to 23. Um, look, I I don't think she's going to cover. They're going to blow them out. I am a hundred, a hundred percent ready to scream at them for three hours as just they're closing in on putting Seattle away. And then somebody just inexplicably fumbles at like the 20 yard line. Like I, I there's, there's no doubt in my mind it's, it's coming. Um, that said, Seattle's also playing like complete garbage right now. And the Chiefs garbage is still like an elite team. So that's the one thing that's crazy. I watch all these things around the league because that's what uh, I'm, I'm paid to do. Yeah. Like the Chiefs playing what we would be like furious at is another team's Mona Lisa like most weeks. It just is. Um, like watch the Jets and the Jags this weekend. Watch that – excuse me, on Thursday night. Watch that game. If, you, if you've listened to the podcast, you still can. I guarantee you, everybody's going to be falling all over Jacksonville if they play well. Jacksonville's play well game is the Chiefs just bumbling and stumbling all over the field. Like it just is. Um, that being said, I think they win because Mahomes is on a full-blown heater at the moment. Like, we've kind of lost track of that because of, like, well, he had those three picks in Denver. He still played pretty well in that game. He destroyed Houston. Yeah. He was – the Rams game's a little bit wonky, but he was fine in that game. But, like, they didn't really have to do anything because the Rams were so helpless. Played well against the Bengals. Like, Mahomes played great in that game. They lost because they fumbled the ball and they made mistakes defensively. I think the Chiefs are going to put up 30 on, on Seattle. I just don't think Seattle can stop them because, frankly, nobody stopped them recently except for themselves. Um, I think the defense will make the Chiefs earn it. Like the defense will just go out and make – Two or three plays in the game. You're like, what in God's name just happened? Why? Um, but yeah, I think they'll win by a touchdown. I think they'll win the game. Uh, I can't. I can't go. Uh, I can't go full full Patrick on this one and pick him to lose. I can't get that far. Timmy says, uh, "Well, first of all, Mister Toast had a hilarious when he said the Chiefs are bad right now, but they are also terrible at losing, <laughs> which is really funny and dead on." Um, but. Uh, uh, Somebody said that Mahomes didn't have a pass over 14 yards against Houston. Is that true? Yes. I thought he had a one big one big pass play when he was like back in the end zone. Did it get called back or something? I uh, don't. No, got dropped by Justin Watson. Oh, that's right. That's right. Um, look, you gotta you gotta stop worrying about air yards and all that bullshit. Mahomes had like 20 straight completions in that oh, game. Ridiculous. Right? Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> like the 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 fact that the fact that um Air yards is not when you have a quarterback that can't do it, like we and like the Chiefs have had in the past, like right. Matt Castle couldn't do that for until we got Tyree Kill. Alex Smith wasn't a big air yards guy; he was a dink and dunk guy. That's because of a limitation of the quarterback. You know, Mahomes can sling the ball all over the field. You've seen it with your own eyes. So if he has a game where he doesn't throw a pass over fourteen yards, it's not that he didn't have a oh he didn't have a good game. It's the way that teams teams are terrified of Patrick Mahomes. And so the Chiefs offense is about playing West Coast, taking what the what the defense is giving them, and they have the highest scoring team in the league. Yeah, no, also, I know we got to get out of here. Let's also just be very clear about one thing. 
they play that way at times because they are forced to do it by the, const- uh, the constraints of the, of the defense. But right. also, let's not pretend like they can't just stretch the field and they like if they really are like we've got to do it. They've done. I mean, they do it all the time. Right. Um, and also, if you can pick up eight yards a clip, why wouldn't you do it? Right. Well, of course, you're going to do it. Yeah, you'd, you'd be more ironic to be wailing the ball into double coverage thirty yards in that field. Then we'd be like, "What the hell are they doing?" He's got to check down underneath. Mahomes was Mahomes was fan, fantastic in that game. Um, listen, that's that's the reality of the, the Chiefs. The Chiefs' offense is fine when they're not throwing the ball. In fact, they're phenomenal. I also will say because the name Carl Jefferson has been brought up about a hundred times in this chat, so I appreciate the, uh, the 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 anger of the Chiefs fan. He is doing the Bills game this weekend. I look forward to watching that with it being like Russian roulette with five in the chamber. Just anything's possible at any moment in time. Josh Allen throws an 80-yard touchdown. It's called back on an illegal shift when nobody even moved. It's just complete and utter chaos. Like Justin Fields goes running. Nobody's blocked once. It's called back because there's 12 holding calls despite there only being 11 men on the field. Like I'm I'm here for anything and anything in that game, which really, like all kidding aside – might seriously impact the game. Like you don't know in that game, in a game that I think we all expected to be like fairly close. You don't know. Like Carl Jeffers might call one penalty in that game that's just insane that completely flips the balance of the football game. Right. So I am, I'm very interested to see how it plays out. The Chiefs have Cleet Blakeman this weekend, who also calls every penalty under the sun. So look out. Like yeah. somebody pointed out earlier that Mahomes has like 11 or 12 losses or something is in his, is in his entire career. Six of them are when Cleet Blakeman referees the game. Like just an, an obnoxious amount of penalties. I uh, I can't express how much when they play in the playoffs. For the love of God, just give me the, the crew that calls the least amount of penalties. Yeah, I don't care if it means they miss one. or I don't. I honestly don't. Like, I'll live with it. I'll, I'll take that. I can't watch Carl Sheffers or a Chiefs game, but for the Bills game, that's going to be unbelievable entertainment. Just yeah. complete and utter insanity for 60 <laughs> minutes. Yeah. So, uh, People think that Carl Sheffers, there's all these conspiracy theories. He's biased against the Chiefs. I don't believe that. I just believe he's biased against good officiating. Yeah, he's terrible. Um, yeah, he's just complete terrible. disaster every time. They don't know what they're doing. They're picking up flags. There was no penalty. This, no consistency. Um, so hopefully it's been bad. Honestly, hopefully it's been bad enough, and it, he's been bad enough with other games that they don't get to they don't get to go to the postseason. Well, he's like a Super Bowl level official, so like, look out. He he called the Chiefs Bucks Super Bowl. He was the official. Yeah. yeah. Um. I, not that he was not that he mattered in that game, but I mean, um, I've never been prouder of the Chiefs fan base than when they almost made Carl Sheffers cry in the third quarter of that Monday night game. <laughs> yes. That was. I, and as God is my witness, and this podcast is my witness, I went on the halftime show and I, was, I said, I'm like, they're going to win. He is not calling another penalty on the Chiefs for the rest of this game. And yeah. he didn't. That yeah. was it. Yeah, it was uh, It was bad. By the way, just real quick before we go, did you think that when Mahomes got thrown down in that game last week that that should have been a roughing the passer? Yes. I mean, ba- based off of everything that we ever see, like all this, all the nonsense that gets called, and then he gets like suplexed into the ground. No call. <laughs> I was yeah. like, if that happens to Brady, that I forget who it was. Who was it? Malik Collins, I think it was, who hit Mahomes like that. Yeah. If that's if that's Brady, Malik Collins is facing the death penalty. Right. Like I, 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 it's <laughs> on I Christmas imagine, Eve. Right. What the response yeah. would have been. Yeah. And, yeah. No. Absolutely. I 
Like, if I had my druthers, no, it wouldn't be a penalty. But based on what is a penalty today, yeah, I was shocked it wasn't a penalty. Yeah. All right. Maisie, Matt's daughter, if you're listening on the podcast version, is, is here. Maisie, what'd you ask for for Christmas? Um, a dress. A dress? Oh, nice. Do you, you think you're going to get it? Huh? Is Santa going to bring it to you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're going to yeah. put out cookies and uh, milk for Santa? Yeah. All right. All We're right. going to put out chocolate cookies and some milk. That's right. Oh. That's right. I have, I have a strong feeling Santa's going to eat all the cookies. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What are you going to have? Oh, um, you know, I'm going to put out, uh, I made some, 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 some cookies called Buckeyes. Buckeyes. That are cheap Buckeyes. peanut butter balls. Yeah, Buckeyes. Yeah, Buckeyes. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to put those out for Santa. And, uh, oh, he's surely going to eat all of them. He loves the Buckeyes. That's right. Maybe we'll put one out for Santa. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> Chiefs going to win this weekend? Yeah. Yeah, all right. Yeah, Chiefs. All right. Say Merry Christmas to everybody. Merry Christmas. All right. <laughs> and a Merry Christmas to all of our members. Special shout out to them for their support. You guys are absolutely incredible. We'll see you tonight for the game. Um, and, uh, and, and shout out to all of you listeners, even if this is the first time that you're listening to our show, whatever you celebrate this time of year, happy, happy holidays, Merry Christmas. Uh, this is really a joy for us to do this show multiple times a week and get to talk to Chiefs football with you. It's been a, a, a tremendous year. We'll still have more shows next week. Of course, we'll be there uh, for our Chiefs post game show on Christmas Eve. So we'll see you then. Um, but we just hope all of you, if we don't talk to you again, have a wonderful, wonderful holiday. Shout out to uh, producer Richard uh, for all his help every week, making sure that this thing runs smoothly. And uh, we will see you guys this weekend. Uh, for Matt Verderam, producer Richard, my name is Patrick Allen. Merry Christmas and go Chiefs. <laughs>